0: Hi, and welcome to the Swift Talk, a podcast where a certified Swifty, that would be me, Kate, attempts to convert a non-Swifty.
1: That would be me, not-so-Swift Sam. Each week we listen to a random Taylor Swift song and talk about it.
0: We're recording from WSCA Radio, an independent radio station that's so much cooler than yours.
1: In beautiful Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Today we are listening to Taylor's song, This Is Why We Can't Have Nice Things. And if it's your first time like me, or if you listen to this song before, take a moment, recalibrate, listen to this song, tune in with us after the ticking clock, and we will get back to you. We will.
0: Wow. Sam.
1: <laughs> the world is so full of surprises on this bright and shiny Monday morning. <laughs> So full of surprises. Our producer Jason with us as always. Thank you, Jason. You're welcome, guys. Just said, and this is gonna be like look what a generation. I'm not a Taylor Swift fan, but I really like this song. That just came out of your mouth, Jason. And playing Putting I, you on Blast already, Jason. Jason, if you want you can edit this out and we can start fresh with this, hi, how are you? I'm
2: Sam, and this song is a f- <laughs> song. I, I just think it has a really nice beat to it.
0: It's so, fun. It's really fun.
2: But and I'm not a Taylor fan, so that, for me, I'm, <laughs> I'm only like three song, four songs in now on Taylor mm-hmm. with you guys. That's, to me, was a really nice song, well, not it, just me.
0: And we've fully moved out of country. Like, we are deep in her pop
1: phase. Yeah, and you said this is Jack, uh...
0: I believe it's Jack Antonoff.
1: But, yeah, it has, It
0: feels it, Jack Antonoff it, to me. I didn't yeah, really like look it up.
1: Single, like, easy, easy keys on the piano... Nice drum kit beat in the background, mm-hmm. your escalated vocals for the chorus, and then like it goes hollow again. It, it has that sort of pseudo wall of sound feel to it, yeah. where it's like this will fill the dance club, even though it's like simplistic with the instruments and the vocals. Yeah. A little bit of Lord. Little bit of Lord. I miss Lord. This is, if, uh, if we had the just, Lord podcast, I would be so into the Lord podcast. Do you know that
0: Lord had a Finsta account, a fake Instagram account, where she rated french fries around New York City?
1: That is the most voice of our generation thing to do, is just, I'm going to rate french fries around right. New York City
0: in a fake Instagram account.
1: That is awesome.
0: Her fans found it, so she stopped. <laughs>
1: <thing>. <laughs> oh.
0: All right. So, what do you think, Sam? Do we like it?
1: All right. So, going into this, this is all this is the all in, all information I had because essentially when there's a song that I do not know by Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. it takes a bit of effort, but I willingly do not listen to the song before mm-hmm. we sit down here to record.
0: And we try really hard not to discuss it.
1: Yes, and this is something that we were talking about especially going off of like the past couple weeks where Kanyezy, Kanye, Kanye.
0: Yee now. Ye- I think he just changed his name this week to Yee. What is yeah, he trying
2: a, to legally change his name to Yee? What is? Where's that? Yay! Because at the end of the Kanye, bless well, his heart.
0: I guess we should just jump into. This is very clearly about Kanye. Yes. Twenty seventeen. This song is mm-hmm. about Kanye.
1: This so, is something that Jason usually we're on the equal platform. This is these are things
2: that she's made me know. It's like every song about Kanye.
0: No, we've just really kind of gotten into this. <laughs> this randomly picked this is so topical it was very hard last night not to tell you about it when we had a drink but
1: (laughs) next next to that sweet sweet summer child that we know all right
0: this whole song it's from the reputation era i guess we should probably back up and start with we're in the reputation era
1: yay yay so this is oh yeah reputation that's no? A, no. Reputation.
0: No, no. I don't give it. D- okay. Yeah. Going. All right. Well, let's get back on track. <laughs> the Reputation era comes from the Taylor Swift is canceled party. Taylor Swift is going through this whole thing where the internet's coming for her. Kim Kardashian, Kanye's then wife, is posting snake emojis. And it's just a fever pitch. Like, Taylor Swift is oversaturated. People are over her. She cut herself off from the public. Mm-hmm. Nobody saw her for a year. Mm-hmm. She just went underground. And through that, this Reputation album came. Out. and so to understand a little bit about this particular song you kind of have to go back into the kanye started at the vmas which we've talked about mm-hmm. in episode two
1: yeah i think we started yeah. talking about that in two yeah
0: so they have that whole big incident fast forward to 20 i think 15 at the grammys they talk everything seems to be okay the ice is broken water under the bridge they're moving forward they're friendly. 2015 VMAs come around, and Kanye gets the Vanguard Artist of the Year, presented to him by Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift then gets flowers from Kanye as a thank you. All good. Everyone's happy. Great. And then Kanye writes a song called Famous.
1: Right. And I think it was, uh, remember, so there's what, two documentaries? There's, well, okay, the big the big Taylor Swift documentary that was on Netflix. But Miss not Americana. Miss Americana is one that i believe one that my good friends mike and Serafina when they were house sitting one day and i came to visit them they were watching this and they're like you should sit down and watch this and i was like "Ugh!" and i watched like the last 40 minutes and i believe this is also something that you and i and our friend pickles one late night there was like let's put this on yes yep and so i remember this whole situation where they had a phone conversation it was kanye and taylor and he's Mm -hmm. like hey, I would really like to drop this line in a song that like really strongly connects to you. And I mean,
0: we'll be honest. The line is, I think me and Taylor might have sex. I made that f- famous. Yeah. The song comes out. Taylor is clearly displeased with it. Right. And she makes it known that this is not okay with her. This is not a conversation she had. She would never have approved that. This lyric was not approved by her. The video was a lot. Taylor was not here for it. And she was at the Grammys and made her album of the year speech. And a lot of people felt that it took a hit at Kanye. Mm -hmm. Kim, Kanye's wife, released Snapchat videos of Taylor saying, oh, yeah, that's fine. Right. So now we fast forward to, I think, a year ago, where it turns out that the videos that Kim put out were deeply edited. Taylor actually said, I'm not okay with that. And it was all a publicity stunt for Kanye to really get back at Taylor and to try to ruin her career.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, yesterday on Twitter, Taylor came out for Halsey's new album. Super excited about it. But she waited until yesterday to post her support, which was the day that Kanye's new album came out. And so Twitter thinks that Taylor did this to be vindictive and to get back at Kanye. And Kanye's fans aren't pleased. And they're telling Taylor to get over it. And my corner of TikTok is now not pleased because they're like, why should she get over this? He actively tried to ruin her life, her career, her reputation, everything.
1: Maybe she just forgot that he existed.
0: We're not there yet.
1: Which is a Taylor Swift song lyric that I am aware of. <laughs> Here I am sipping my Kool-Aid. Oh, look at you, getting four episodes in. It, okay, isn't that the best thing about the need for revenge or like the need for, like, I need to get back at this person? A lot of people equate to, like, it's it's you're pouring poison for two people and you're sipping it waiting for the other person to sip it. But there is such a sweetness to these fake plastic, vindictive liars and manipulators, all the liars and the cheaters out there, like when you see their facade cracking, when you see them starting to uh, get caught in the lies, it's nice to be like, yep, hey, that person was uh, spot on when they said they're lying and like tried not to believe it, but like now they're falling down. That's kind of nice. Well, it's got
0: to be so incredibly frustrating to have done nothing wrong and now to be vilified for it and have taylor's over party trending on twitter you can't even imagine with this reputation album she took that she took the snake imagery mm. she took the anger she took the incidences she put it into her art and she rose back up this is one of my favorite concerts of hers and she had snakes everywhere this giant snake in the middle of her stage like she said you're gonna throw this at me i'm gonna take it i'm gonna create my version of it and i'm gonna come back stronger and she did and mm-hmm. this is her song telling Kanye this is why we can't have nice things this is why we can't be friends because you are a terrible person
1: yeah it's not my favorite uh, diss track or comeback track ever I've heard some good hip hop backup tracks I'm sorry I'm rubbing my hands too loud yes ladies and gentlemen I'm sorry I was rubbing my hands too loud I feel like it was it was simplistic enough and it was uh, direct enough To be, yeah, this is directed towards him. And the shout out for the bridge of like, this is to my real friends. This is to my boy. This is to my mom. Like, it was like, yeah. And this is to you that I'm literally (laughs) laughing at. Like, this is kind of a lot. And then she stops and starts laughing. Got it. Yep. That's the art form again.
0: Well, because I think you're supposed to be like, oh, well, you were terrible to me, but I'm the bigger person. I'm going to forgive you. It's okay. It's not okay. No. There's no part of this that was okay from any point she's tried to forgive she's tried to forget she's tried to be friends and now you're right back in the same place fool me once fool right. me twice
1: well it's 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 pretty much like it's a it's a wrestling maneuver the whole situation if you're looking at Kanye and Kim incorporating Taylor Swift into their lives you have the the face and the heel you have the the hero or like the more enjoyable person hulk hogan who <laughs> for most of his career okay. was the face okay and then you have the heel. You have the macho man. Oh, yeah, brother, I'm going to break you down on Saturday night in the arena and you can't do what's going to happen. Bro. <laughs> yeah. Like you have the person who's supposed to be like the bad guy. And the reason you're attracted to the bad guys because of how entertaining they are, and how they are going to be like, "Oh, it's good, you and me, Taylor. I'm gonna take you at the Grammys, and I'm gonna break that award trophy right over your curly blonde head." Like it's supposed to be somebody who is like, "You, you, oh, you, you boo them, but you enjoy watching this bad person." And that's kind of the motif that both Kim and Kanye brought was the entire time for a few years. It seemed like they kept incorporating these snakes. They kept incorporating Taylor into whatever they're doing because that's now their product is that we are on the anti-Taylor train. And Mm -hmm. so we are going to ride this long as long as we can. And then, oh, we're making nice and then we're not. We're making nice and then we're not because people love that drama. We are attracted to the drama. That's why we've reality tv is because Mm -hmm. we want to see drama people get yelled at people get into these fights off camera and on camera and that's what they used as their product was this whole sustainability of taylor still popular let's rag on her
0: yeah i think it's also she had been built up so high like she was a role model she didn't really have any scandals she didn't have anything other than some ex-boyfriends that she wrote songs about which everybody still brings up. But there wasn't really anything that you could be like, well, she's got to be a bad person or she can't be that great. Or I mean, she might be nice to her fans, but it's all an act. But There was nothing to point to that mm-hmm. it wasn't genuine right. until this came out. I think everybody was like, oh, she's human. Let's use this against her. She's lying. Look at this. It's all fake. She's human? <laughs> Apparently. Taylor's fake. Taylor's over. Turns out... Taylor was right.
1: And here's the great thing that I get to bring to this conversation because not knowing a lot about Taylor, like not a hundred percent trying to keep her out of my life, but also just being like, eh, it it does nothing for me because I don't know her. I don't want to listen to her. All I know of these four or five songs. Yeah, she is a human being. I could tell you that going into it, but that's the best thing is, or the best thing I can tell about this perspective is it's so simple for someone like me who doesn't know Taylor Swift. Just be like, oh, doesn't she just sing songs about ex-boyfriends? Because that's, one, the small bit of information that I know that Mm -hmm. I can relate to myself is something that I understand. Oh, exes. I understand Mm exes. Isn't that all they do? And then, oh, what happens? You, you, You do a little deeper dive. You listen to a full album or more than four songs. And then you're like, okay, she sings about different things. She writes about different things. Oh, not every song sounds the same. But as society, we just look at things surface level when we don't understand something, and that's it.
0: Well, in her singles, you're getting. Wait, she's single? No, she's (laughs) not currently single. As far as I know, I don't know what's happening in her day to day life. But as far as my world is, she's not single, unfortunately. So sorry, Sam. Give me time. She's, you know, maybe one day she'll meet you and she'll know
1: that I'm a person.
0: Yeah, I know where to go with that. (laughs) But Taylor, if you happen to be listening, he is single.
1: Single and ready to start awkward conversations with you.
0: I mean, I feel like she's a little awkward. That could work. Perfect. You have to like cats though. Mm, I don't hate cats. Taylor joined TikTok this week, as you've okay. heard.
1: Taylor joined TikTok this week and, and
0: renamed it.
1: Renamed it to the Renamed it Swift, Swift Talk, Talk. The Swift Talk okay And was, I just want to say we have a timestamp that we started August 10th. Ten. We're ahead of the that game. <laughs> We're going to get shut down due to almost copyright, not, almost having the same name, but exists. I don't longer. think she's that mean. No, no, no. She doesn't have bad blood. Another reference you that had I get a
0: couple references today. I'm on
1: fire with these. Yeah, I'm. I'm it's pretty, like it's a love story. Nope. No. Now <laughs> no. nah, I'm out. Now nah, I'm See, out. Sam, just
0: say yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she joined TikTok, and her second one that she put out was about her cats, and she said, "Is." When she was my about getting the second cat, does that make her a cat lady? And everyone's like, well, no, two cats is a party. Three cats is a cat lady. And then she walks through her TikTok with her three cats.
1: My good friend Mike uh, has convinced his wife, which Mike is, is now a, uh, a first-time father to a beautiful four-month-old Freya. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful girl. Has convinced his wife for the past couple of years that legally you're not allowed to have more than two cats in the state.
0: Okay. Are you blowing his cover now?
1: No. Because they have a child now. They're they're not gonna get a third cat. They yeah. have a child. Child is a cat that just grows into human form. It's uh, like yeah, reverse yeah. werewolfisms.
0: No. And this is why we can't have nice things.
1: All right. So she makes this song.
0: She makes this song. She's calling out Kanye. Like, I'm not the first friend you've lost lately. Jay-Z and Beyonce have pulled completely away at this mm-hmm. point. You know, people are really distancing themselves from Kanye. She's also talking a lot about the people who came after her too. She's saying, like, I pulled away because you guys abused the information I put out there. You came back, you used it all against me. People were talking about how when she would post pictures of, like, her group of friends as squad goals, that she was encouraging bullying culture, you know, these are the cool girls, and if you're not part of her team, you don't matter. All it, like, reaches. So she stopped throwing her annual 4th of July party. She deleted pretty much everything off her social medias. Mm-hmm. She really took her life back, and she's now posting things until she got on TikTok this week that have been very non-personal. They've all been clues for an album. We've all been things like promotional a little bit more. You're not really seeing the insights of her life anymore.
1: Right, because she's tired of that. Well, it's It's been brought through and dragged through the mud way too much, so she's putting a lot more space between the artist and the artwork. She
0: tried to like be out there and connect with you and show you who she was as a person, and that came back in bitter... So she's like, look, I'm I'm walking away. I'm mm. closing the gates, turning the key. I'm out.
1: And Reputation preceded 1989, correct? So it
0: was 1989, Reputation, okay. Lover.
1: Okay. And Lover is the last album she had with the former record company?
0: No. Okay. Reputation's the last one with Big
1: Red Machine. Okay. And then Lover was her first.
0: On her own that she fully owned.
1: Okay. So that's, that's kind of what I'm asking is uh, not having the right verbiage, but... Is this also in any way related to her record company in some of those ways?
0: We're learning more and more as you listen to the songs. There are things where you thought she was talking about maybe Kanye or maybe the critics. And then you're like, oh, is this her trying to get something out through Big Red Machine? There's a theory. Bear with me on this one. Oh,
1: Kate has a theory. A the-
0: well, it's not my theory, but it's one that has traction. This wasn't the album that she was going to release. She'd already started on what would have been album six. All right. And um, it was going to be, they think, maybe like more of a pop rock, like not reputation. It was just not what we were expecting. Mm -hmm. Everything kind of fell apart in her life. She pulled back and these songs came out. And so there's a theory that in the vault somewhere, which the Taylor vault is a big thing in the re-recording because she's written so many songs that didn't make the albums. Some went to other artists, some came to her. But she is trying to make it so, when she does the re-recording, you get new music that you haven't had recorded on an album before. Mm-hmm. So it's like there could be a whole album in the vault that we've never seen. But Reputation came out because she needed to address what was happening in the world at that time. <sighs>
1: I don't know. Did we talk about that? I don't think we talked about this last... No, we did talk about this last week. The idea of like she's going to possibly re-release an album and it can be... Grammy-nominated. A Grammy-nominated one. Yes. So when it comes to the idea that she's has a, the potential for an unreleased album that's just been sitting there, mm-hmm. just been the vault, and right now she's trying to readdress her name, her property, mm-hmm. get these albums under her title again and under her ownership, it does seem like the better move than just releasing an album that you have in your back pocket. But is that something that she, would she legally be allowed to claim that then under this?
0: It's her album. I mean, I don't think she's recorded it. I don't okay. know the legalities of this, mm-hmm. but she hasn't released it under their record label. So all these vault songs are hers.
1: Right, okay.
0: And she has been, in Fearless, she released a bunch of them. Red's getting a bunch of them. So she's still re-releasing all of these songs that it could be potentially be their own album but i would be very surprised if we saw a full pocket album come out Mm -hmm. from that time period because she's artistically moved so far past it that i can't see her revisiting that and making it a brand new splash this is like going back and reading your favorite book that has like a bonus point from the author and getting these re-recordings it's fun it's different but they sound just about the same
1: and that's something that i'm I don't know, Like that's what I've been thinking about when it came to the, my knowledge of she's going to re-release all of her albums and claim ownership again. It was, it, it's what happens when you're 30 years old and you're now recording something that you recorded as, as a
2: 15-year-old. I'm going to jump in here real quick. Mm-hmm. This is just like any other band releasing their albums remastered, mm-hmm. Okay, at least in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Today I played one on my radio show. It was an Eric Clapton album that he made probably 30 years ago. And they're re-releasing this year mm-hmm. and and remixing. So it's the same thing, the same exact title of the album. It's very similar to what she's doing, although sh- she just wants to own all her, you know, recordings now. Right. It's very interesting.
0: She's also recording them exactly as they were originally recorded too. So you can really, you don't have to pick like which one you like better because they're the same. So you- are going to side with Taylor because I don't want to make Scooter Braun money. He's right. still in bed with Kanye, like, all set there. No, uh,
1: is it, okay, so I, I kind of already touched on this viewpoint a little bit of being like, I'm not the Taylor Swift fan, but here I am. Oh, it's a person. And Jason, you just made a click in my brain again that look at Eric Clapton, who I've known all of my life, I've seen in concert, and the idea of him re-recording and remastering and remixing an album. Yeah, that makes sense to me, but I'm thinking about, oh, Taylor Swift, 30-year-old woman now recording a 15-year-old girl's song. Like that, It shouldn't be a big deal at all.
2: Yeah, and in his case, I mean, all they're doing is remastering the original tracks because they have better technology now, mm-hmm. and then making a new CD available for sale. Yeah. That's all they're doing. He's not singing the songs again. No. They're literally just Ta- editing the Taylor's original tracks. The
0: song- Taylor's singing the songs completely re-recording. A complete re record for her because she, I think, has to because of the masters. Yeah, Yeah.
2: probably for that, for her reason, yes.
0: But like, think of how fun that's got to be for her to go back to material that she wrote when she was 15, 16, 17, Mm -hmm. in a completely different place in her life and like revisit that time and revisit that process. It's got to be kind of like coming home.
1: Yeah, it's not just painting by numbers. It's deep diving again into, like, this is where I was, but here I am now. You have this new
2: perspective on it.
0: Right, and, you know, proving that she can, in fact, sing, as we talked about last week. Ah!
2: And, uh, and you never know. I mean, some of her newer albums that she's re-recording might be better than the old ones based on who is producing and editing the tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know how important a producer is.
0: We do. very we know. Very Very Mm-hmm. And, Very well, how and, important a producer
2: is. And I,
1: I think that ties again to the, this, uh, we're trying to figure out if it was Jack who produced this song, this is why we can't have nice things or not, because uh, that sound would, had something that Jason and I both like. just, yep, I dig this groove.
0: Well, it's been fun to watch that partnership between Taylor and Jack Antonoff really evolve. The um, Big Red Machine, a group with Aaron Dressner from mm-hmm. the National and Bon Iver just put out their new album and Taylor's obviously on it. She's recorded two albums of her own with them. Mm -hmm. Now she's got two songs on their album and they were talking about their process and watching the long pond sessions with Taylor that she put out on Disney plus after folklore, Mm -hmm. just seeing her, the evolution of Taylor and from country to rock country, to pop, to pop rock, to a little more, Folk, like just the trajectory of her career and the way she and Jack Antonoff come in with these beats, but then they can also bring it down into something really quiet and folksy Mm -hmm. has been just like a really fascinating thing. And to go from mean last week in her very country disc track Mm -hmm. to this is why we can't have nice things this week, which is a very poppy, very bold, very aggressive Mm -hmm. song.
1: I love the intermingling relationships of artists and musicians. Because especially when it's so eclectic and you're you're in a different groove and style than who who you're connecting mm-hmm. with, uh, there's the fun story about um, Paul McCartney's having a birthday party. <laughs> we love this story. We love this story. And um, Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl. Thank you. Wow. It's 1045 and I can't remember Dave Grohl's name. Dave Grohl is there. They're all playing music and he, he's too baked. he He's too high. He he's can't. had a little
0: too much fun at the party.
1: He doesn't know what song they're playing and Taylor asks if she can play the guitar and he's like, oh yeah. Piano. Oh. Piano. No, I thought it was a guitar because he was a different handed he and Paul McCartney played different handed I'm
0: pretty sure it's the piano. We'll look this up for next week. I'm pretty sure it's the piano. But
1: Taylor takes whatever instrument Dave was attempting to play and starts playing until he realizes, oh, they're playing my song. They're playing a Foo Fighters track. I did not know this.
0: I think his wife had to tell him.
1: I think so, too. But it's also uh, Blondie. I'm trying to remember it's Funkmaster Flash, but like his actual artist name is different than Funkmaster Flash. Uh, they would all hang out in Brooklyn and he, he would take Blondie and her spouse who was part of the, the group to these different underground hip hop parties. And it was just like, it was this big thing of like artistry where like everyone gets together. You have your DJs that are jumping on the tracks, mixing everything up and it was freestyles. It was hip hop. It was just work everything out kind of like a poetry beat night through this. And they loved it. And he was encouraging them like, yeah, try it, get on the mic, do something. And that's what influenced them to do Rapture which is one of the first Billboard Top 50, almost even Top 10 hip-hop songs. And I want to say that, uh, (laughs) I'll tell you, uh, uh, that um, Jason, help me out here, the the comedian, Rodney Dangerfield, Dangerfield, he also has a Billboard Top 100 hip-hop song, and it's (laughs) kind of like, degrading to think that he is a billboard top 100 billboard before hip-hop was taken seriously which relates to what we we're talking about last time when it came to the grammys and they're being way behind on the times but these intermingling relationships between like a hip-hop artist a rock artist a pop artist a country artist how they influence each other and can make better content just by being supportive and saying yeah step outside of your comfort zone
0: i think this is why taylor fans maybe even taylor i don't want to speak i mean i don't know are so annoyed with kanye Because if he had just kept it together, if he had just been above board, if he hadn't been Kanye, if he could be just a little normal, they probably could have collaborated. That would have been pretty cool to see the trajectory of that and that move into an artistic endeavor. Mm -hmm. But instead, he had to be a jerk, come out, try to ruin her life. And now he's clearly going through something. I haven't had a chance to listen to Donda yet.
1: Uh, I mean, you can't support someone's behavior. While trying to support somebody who's clearly in need, you can't be in control of that dynamic. And you know, we had a, a situation that we both know about with a, like last night, for example. You you want to get behind somebody and be like, "Yep, they are a sweet person," but at the same point, you can't control erratic behavior. You can't control what goes on in their head. You can't control what they do. You just got to kind of like not engage, but also allow that to just wrap around you. Let let it go past you. Let it go by you.
0: I mean, there's. Being a bigger person, there's forgetting somebody existed and just not engaging. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But I think this song is like, hey, Kanye, not okay. You did this. You made your bed. We are never going to be friends. This is why nobody wants to be around you. This is why no one wants anything to do with you. I'm over it. I'm done. I'm locking the gates. There's no room to fix this. You cannot fix what you've broken. Mm -hmm. It's over. Yeah. And there's something really powerful in taking your power back and saying, I don't need to be friends with you. I don't need to fix this. I don't need to forgive you. I'm good.
1: She said her piece. She's clearly moved on since then. Yeah. And musically. And I mean, like the little thing really like popping up and saying like, Oh, your album's coming out. Great. I'm going to drop mine soon. Good. Good for her. She
0: didn't say that. She said, check out Halsey's album. Oh, stream halsey's album by halsey's album didn't mention kanye at all i mean to be fair kim kardashian posted that she was listening to donda and had the volume completely at zero for every post so i feel like that's more of a story and a diss track than taylor being like Mm. here's another woman who's actually writing a breakthrough album and i've gotten part of the way through it's fantastic Mm -hmm. you know she's instead of taking the low road she's like "Mm, kanye who Check this album out; it's great and it's groundbreaking in a way that Kanye might be, but you don't really care.
1: There is this little uh, like YouTube clip, TikTok clip, and she was talking to her son about your father is a producer. He is an artist, Kim he Kardashian, is an yeah, Kim Kardashian, and it was giving him all, uh, their son all the like adjectives to their father, like he's creative, he is an artist, he is this, he is this. It's like, what is mommy? And then just those. And then the video just like is edited to cut there. And I was kind of that, mm. yeah, that's cut. This is a shooting yourself in the foot moment for you, Kim, of not knowing how to describe yourself after describing your co-parent.
0: Well, I'm a reality TV star. I am. I have a shapewear brand.
1: I was Paris Hilton's assistant. Assistant. Assistant to the Paris Hilton. Yeah. All right. All I'm, right. Well, I think
0: we've hit a lot of different topics, but now that we are deep into Paris Hilton and the Kardashians. This might be a great time to roll the dice and see what next week's topic.
1: All right. Today, like every week, we roll the dice to choose an album and then a track from Taylor Swift. I have my wonderful D twenty here brought to us from our good friend Jill.
0: Jill Petruscello.
1: Jill Petrusciello. So here we go. You ready?
0: I am ready. Four. Four. Red.
1: Red. All right. Shake it off, shake it off, shake it off. Eleven. Holy ground. Holy ground. Holy ground. Holy ground. Holy ground. Will Sam know what holy ground means? Will he ever be able to figure out what exactly Taylor Swift is trying to tell him through these secret emojis? Will Kate get tired of looking at Sam as he makes a weird radio announcer voice?
0: You're going to have to pay for my Botox.
1: Tune in next time. Or (laughs) just, you know, whenever this podcast drops, as always on the Swift Talk, thank you, Jason, for everything you do and endeavor to do for us.
0: Jason's shaking his head. I don't think I've seen Jason shake his head at us yet.
1: I'm I'm all in it. Four episodes in. I'm all in it. I do like making things crack a little bit and then gilding them with gold.
0: All right. So follow us on social media. Any of the streaming platforms, you following us on Instagram, Spotify, Apple Music, Facebook.
1: Carrier Co- Pigeon.
0: No, we we lost the Carrier Pigeon. Oh, no. Anyway, we're going to wrap it up because this is quickly deteriorating. Thanks so much for listening this week. We'll be back next week with Holy Ground on the Swift Talk.
1: I am not so Swift Sam.
0: I'm Kate. See you next week.